We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Don't adjust your dial. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Toby Rowland is calling hoops tonight as Lon Kruger's crew opens the 2019-2020 schedule. My name is Chris Plank, sitting in for the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, who again calls hoops. And help me in welcoming the Butkus and Bidneric Award winner, the analyst on the Sooner Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Teddy Lehman. Too much, Plank. That's way too much. I don't think so. I think Way it's not too much. Zero bar defender, too, as well. <laughs> there, was a, there was a few people here that were worried, so they brought you Kit Kat. Hey, you, you know what? That, I, so. I said, Plank, Kit Kat is the number one, number one overall. I just don't feel like the zero bar gets the respect it deserves. That's it. Very underrated. Very underrated. You know what else is uh, underrated? The fact that we've gone too long without football. So in a unique scheduling twist here in 2019, we have two bye weeks. This is the second of the bye weeks that we're coming off of. And uh, obviously, as we look back on last week, our opening segment here on The Huddle, presented by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law. McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. Uh, trying to bounce back from a tough one, Ted, as the Sooners lost to Kansas yep. State 48-41. to 41. Um, Unfortunately, not a lot of, of highlights to talk about early in that game, but something you and Gabe talk about a lot on the radio network. And I'll be curious to get Coach's take on this. And we talked to C.D. Lamb about it on Monday. But the bye week after a loss, not always the funnest practices, are they? You know, as a media member, as a radio show host, as a, uh, a guy that does some, some television and stuff for OU, the 
two bye week thing is something I could really get on board with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I love it. But as a player looking back and thinking, man, two bye week practices, those practices are brutal. That's where it turns into training camp uh, type of stuff. You'll see some uh, full on tackle to the ground stuff, you know, kind of re regroup and go back to those fundamental drills where you're you're popping pads and, and getting after it a little bit. Obviously, you're smart with the guys that have uh, been banged up a little bit, but yeah, they can be tough. They can be brutal. You, make sure you get that conditioning back where it needs to be. So yeah, uh, I don't envy those guys, but hey, on my end, I love it. A weekend to watch some football, it was, it was fun. Well, we got a packed house here tonight. Of course, Lincoln Riley is coming up in about an hour from now, but for the next hour, Teddy Lehman and I will look back on the bye week and then obviously the Kansas State game. We'll look ahead and preview Iowa State and a, a very odd weekend in the Big 12. Only three games, including just two on Saturday. Yeah. And tonight is a big night. You all know what tonight is? It's the debut of the four-team playoff rankings. So we don't expect the Sooners to be in that top four. We maybe expect a few surprises, but we'll dive into kind of our thoughts on what the four-team playoff will look like in at least the first rankings here in just a bit. Here, here's my reminder before we get to the highlights. In the very first ever four-team playoff rankings, the number one team in the huh, first ranking. I remember this. Mississippi State. Jack in Prescott. Fact, <laughs> Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Auburn. They had three yep. SEC teams in the first ever rankings. Ohio State ended up making the playoff that year. They started the first rankings 16th. The wow. following season, Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield, and that was Lincoln Riley's first season, made the four-team playoff when their initial rankings in the first poll was 15th. So don't get too carried away in putting too much I agree 100%. I mean, it's going to work itself out, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of these teams play each other down the stretch. Um, you know, as this thing wears on, it's very difficult to go undefeated. Rarely do we see it. A lot of these undefeated teams obviously going to play one another. So we're going to be just fine. We may need some help, <laughs> but we're going to be just fine if we win our football Seven games. power five undefeated teams right now. All right, let's take a look at some highlights from two weeks ago. Obviously, uh, the bye week has been to wash away some of the blues. But uh, early on, Ted, things were looking good for Oklahoma. A little razzle-dazzle, a little yeah. uh, strategic trick plays, and the Sooners were out early. Yeah, it was interesting there. You know, a couple of, of double pass things. I've never seen that one before. That was great by Lincoln Riley. A tunnel screen that turned into a, a flea flicker. Jalen had it going early. A lot of quarterback run stuff. And it looked like business as usual, although it did have a, a, a different feel to it a little bit with some of the things that we were seeing. It did look kind of like business as usual for Oklahoma. Uh, we're used to the 11 o'clock kicks. We've been good in Manhattan, so you weren't like just overly worried about it. But this good Kansas State football team that had a really good game plan against some of the stuff that we do defensively. Yeah, and uh, Sooners, if if we could just go back and hit delete on that third quarter, you know, you, you kind of saw a few things that really you don't typically see from uh, an Oklahoma football team that third quarter. But, you know, when they were able to kind of find the right recipe, it was unfortunately a little bit too late. I don't think we need to have a conversation right. about onside kicks or anything of that nature here tonight, but obviously that frustration still lingers too. Yeah, and, and here we go. This is right, you know, two-minute drill right before – we go into halftime trying to get some points on the board, separate a little bit because Kansas State's going to have the ball out of the half, and we throw a double pass there, and it it's a good ball but turns into an interception. And here we got points going the other direction, and all of a sudden where we were trying to extend a lead, we're going into halftime down. So 
you know, pretty interesting little turn of events there and really not what you wanted. The way Kansas State played that first half, maintaining possession of the ball, it was difficult, and you knew that that was going to be the exact case in the second half, and they go on another really long drive. I, I would imagine this was a very frustrating play for everyone involved because Kansas State went with some of the pop-up, and I don't even know if you would call them squib kicks, but those short bloop kicks, Sooners didn't play it very well there, led to a turnover, and the next thing you know, uh, you're down by a couple of possessions, and you're really yeah. climbing uphill. By the way, one, one note that we haven't really talked about too terribly much that we probably should a little bit more. One thing came to light on Saturday. Gabe Burkich is the sooner kick. Got a leg. Holy he? That smokes. guy can pound the football. What about this? How about CD? CD. You give CD Lamb the ball, good things happen. That's what he was saying when he came off the field. That's right. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what he does to this Kansas State defense here. A team that had played great all day all of a sudden reverts back to what we've seen at at some different times throughout this the season with them. Couldn't tackle him at all. Had guys right there with an opportunity, and he just sidesteps them and off to the races he goes, and all of a sudden we got ourselves a little football game. And uh, the way this thing unfolded was was really interesting. I thought Kansas State, with the lead late, almost got a little bit too conservative. They had a fourth and one, been moving the ball on us all day, and uh, they punt it and, you know, probably could have put the game away right there just converting. And here's obviously the onside kick that, you know, it's – these are tough plays. You're trying to get it to go 10. You're piling in there trying to create some chaos and get a bounce and, and be able to recover it, and we're just there a little bit early. Did you hear the radio call on the onside kick? I did. Have you guys heard the radio call of the onside kick? I was behind the bench, so I had no idea what was going on. And when Teddy said, go, CD, all of a sudden <laughs> I jumped up over the bench to try to see what was going on. And I saw that long bounce, and he was sprinting down the <laughs> sideline. I thought he was going to pick the sucker up. Uh, five catches, 135 yards for CD Lamb. Obviously, the frustration of losing a road game for the first time in their last 22 games. And, you know, there's there's the big number. If we had a telestrator right now, I don't know why I'm circling this on this Do monitor. It, it doesn't hey, make you, a difference right Blank, now. I need things I, pointed out I, to I, me. I don't know why I have this Sharpie in my hand, like I'm going to circle it on this monitor. But that time of possession. Yep. 21.52 to 38.08. Well, That's I'll tell you, a lot. Chris, we've seen the formula for Oklahoma uh, to beat Oklahoma or to give yourself a chance against Oklahoma is to keep the offense on the sideline, maintain possession, long drives, and you can give yourself a chance. Maybe you can get a couple of turnovers and have a fighting chance in the end. And, and that's what we've seen routinely is giving us problems. Now, it's easier said than done, right? right? It's, you know, it's hard to have those 11, 12 play, long sustained drives. But, you know, that is the formula. And here's the thing, you know, I, you can't point it at one one side of the ball, anything here and, and put the blame on their shoulders. You know, defensively, obviously gave up way too much, right? Didn't force a turnover. Offensively, give the ball up there before the half. And we have a turnover on special teams right. on a pooch kick. So I think everyone was to blame. And, uh, you know, it's just here's the here's the exciting thing. I guess you can say exciting, but the reassuring thing. We've taken losses here in the last couple of years. Still made the college football playoff. Everything is fine there. But I feel like we've played our best football after we've taken that loss, that we hit another gear, guys lock in, they focus, and we really step our game up, you know, big time over what we've seen up to that point. That's what I'm excited about whenever Lincoln Riley joins us is to kind of get a feel for how this week has gone. What have the practices been like? What's that energy been like? Of course, Coach will be coming right off the practice field to talk with us about it. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great point because 
when you've had these frustrating losses for the Sooners. And if there is one thing that we learned from Lincoln's presser last week, every loss is a shock whenever Oklahoma Sooner True. football loses. You'll True. hear all the, well, they lose to a double-digit underdog. Well, the Sooners are usually always a double-digit favorite. That's what happens whenever you're a favorite in essentially every single football you football game you've played in for the last hundred years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with that in mind, this renewed focus you hope you see is something that will definitely be keeping leadership, an eye on right? Saturday. And, yeah, it comes and, down to leadership. And I like the guys on this team. I like Hurts. I like his mentality. I like Creed Humphrey on that offensive line. Obviously, defensively, Kenneth Murray, you know, some of the, the different guys that are voicing their opinions and and, uh, you know, trying to get this group to come along, feel good about it. Some teams, when you question the leadership, you're not sure how they're going to respond. I feel pretty good about this squad. You know, uh, one thing I was talking with Toby about is wanting to get your perspective tonight. And I know you, you and Toby have talked about it quite a bit on your radio shows. But whenever you have a situation to where it looks as if something has kind of reverted to the way it was, you know, the analogy is, I had a boss who used to tell me the toothpaste is out of the tube. You're not getting the toothpaste back in the tube. Try it. I promise it won't work. But how do you then defensively get to a position where you don't revert back to getting frustrated, right. having the same struggles, lead to point more fingers. struggles, right? Sure. Point fingers. And Alex Grinch told us something really cool a couple weeks ago on Coach's Corner. You can't let a play beat you twice. Sure. And so now... I don't know, is this more mental? Is this going back to fundamentals? What's the key to making sure you don't see a repeat performance like this? I think it's all of the above. You know, I, you feel like there may be this team after giving up some some points and some yards that maybe defensively we're going to revert back. I'm not worried about that. There, and there's a couple of reasons why. I, I, I think this coaching staff knows exactly how to, how to get these guys motivated and get them uh, you know, coach up the, the things that they made mistakes on, get them improved, and look forward. I think that's that we're in a good place there. And also, Kansas State's kind of a one-off offense. Right? They do things that we're not going to see for the rest of the, the, the season here in this conference. Eye formation stuff, that, you know, a, a back in the dot, different guys in the backfield. We're not going to see a whole lot of that. Now, people are obviously going to try and replicate that, but it's going to be different trying to, to do something that Kansas State's been doing since training camp all the way back in the spring. So I feel good about it. I, I do feel I don't want to make excuses for this defense because clearly it's not good enough, but it was a bit of a one-off week with some of the stuff that we saw from Kansas State. And, and I think you pointed it out a couple of times, too. And that throw right there, Skylar Thompson, was he was nails. He made some of the best throws he's ever made. And, you know, again, going back and like you said, we're not here to make excuses. But that was the first game where they really ran Skylar Thompson. They had not done that. And they did it again against Kansas this weekend. I think he had three more touchdowns. So they've started using him more as a running option, and it obviously worked on Saturday. I mean, we saw some things that I know you hadn't really seen that much. Gabe yeah. Eichert on the radio network even said, ah, that's something you don't ever see with what Kansas State was doing. So uh, we'll be interesting to see how this will adjust. You're, you're going to see it again. <laughs> now, I don't know that they're going to be able to run it with the same uh, efficiency and effectiveness that Kansas State did, but when somebody shows, uh, uh, you know, opens up a weakness and exposes that, people are going to try and figure it out. You've, you've heard it a million times, and it's totally true. Football is a copycat sport. We've seen a lot of the same things this year, uh, and you've heard me talk about a lot. The endover formations, we get a lot. The unbalanced stuff, we get a lot of that. Uh, some outside zone to try and take advantage of, of the, uh, the stunts we run with our defensive line. You're going to see a lot of those same things. It's just whether or not you're, 
able to adjust and, and defend them better. All right, let's wrap up our first segment here on the huddle with the AAA drive of the game. And it was a really nice start for the Oklahoma Sooner offense. And on their second drive, they hit Paydirt. By the way, this drive summary brought to you by AAA Insurance. At home or on the road, we've got you covered. AAA. The Sooners, uh, as you mentioned, use a little trickery. The, the, the Love best that play. The best part of that is that Nick Basquin kind of stumbled and went to the ground at one point to make it a seem as if he was out of the play it's a crazy play it's a it's a flea flicker but you know you combine the flea flicker and the screen and go a lot of people fake the tunnel screen and the wide receiver that's not catching the ball acts like he's going to block and then goes down the sideline well we combine those two plays it's uh more lincoln riley brilliance for sure it was in the end a five play 75 yard drive two minutes and three seconds and at that point Sooners jumped up 10-zip. You see Jalen Hurts pushed, 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 hater. He's kind of a big boy, isn't he? <laughs> it, it takes sometimes all 11 guys to try and bring him down, and you start getting pushed from the likes of Creed Humphrey and some of those other guys behind. It's it's a wall of humanity trying to pile into the end zone there. You guys know it today kicks off, at least for this show, the start of championship November for the Sooners. They're currently on a 17-game win streak. Is that when, that means November. you're in peak form, right? Is that Let's championship go. November for Plank? Absolutely. Love it. Why not? Well, I mean, peak form, I'm I'm just craving that Kit Kat bar that you got in front of you right now. I don't know if that's necessarily in peak I'm not, form right I gotta now. i got to tell you, I had enough chocolate over the last week <laughs> to kill a horse. So uh, Since 2000, in the month of November, the Sooners are 61 and 11. I hear that? that's good. That would Pretty involve good. some really good Teddy Lehman teams in there huh. as well, too. But uh, here we go. You know, this is that home stretch that we talked about. And I, I feel like just about every single November, we've started with questions about, oh, well, you know, how are they going to be able to get back to the playoffs? And every year uh, under the Lincoln-Riley era, we have found a way to get it done. So uh, exciting as we kick off championship November, but we know there's a big one coming up on Saturday night. You heard that right. Saturday night, 7 o'clock for Oklahoma and Iowa State. And when we come back on the huddle, let's dive into what we know about the Cyclones. Hey, we're live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stick around. We're previewing Oklahoma and Iowa State next inside the huddle. The Huddle is brought to you by Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. And all you have to do is log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest episodes. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. And Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Oklahoma has had quite a bit of success against Iowa State as we welcome you back inside the huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. Uh, Teddy, overall, OU leads the series with 75 wins to just six losses. There are two ties in there. And in which, by the way, that's the best thing we've ever done in college football is get rid of the tie. Are you listening, NFL? 
Isn't that ridiculous? The NFL shortened their overtime to make ties more likely. I've never understood it before in my life. But in the Big 12 era, the Sooners have won 14 of the 15 games against Iowa State. And their 9-16 series winning percentage against Iowa State is the best by one FBS program against another. That's with a minimum of 50 games played. Of course, the last meeting between these two games, Oklahoma won it in Ames last year. Brock Purdy didn't play in that game. Right. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. That that series history is fine and everything, but you can throw that out because this Iowa State team under Matt Campbell, uh, not to be taken lightly. Uh, This is a really good football team, well-coached. Uh, He's got that team. They believe in themselves. They've got good skill position guys. Uh, They've got a good quarterback, defensively, outstanding. It's going to be a tough football game. Yeah, it's interesting because you talk about that series history. And there's been some good Iowa State teams. You know, Seneca Wallace had a really good – Paul Rhodes had a couple of good teams. This Matt Campbell coached squad over the last three seasons – this is his fourth year here – is a completely different animal than the Iowa State of years past. And not only did he do a great job here early on in Ames, but he was also fantastic at Toledo. By the way, a college teammate of Alex Grinch. We'll try that later. They never Uh, lost a game together, essentially. Are you serious? They had like a 55-game winning streak, lost one, and then went on another like 58-game winning streak. There's the two quarterbacks that will take center stage in prime time at the Palace on Saturday night, Brock Purdy. I, I believe this is Purdy's first start against Oklahoma because, like I said, he, he didn't play last year against right. the Sooners. Good uh, football player. I mean, I'll tell you what's interesting. Leading passer in the Big 12, uh, I don't know if he is. He was going into last week. He was a leading passer in the Big 12, which I never would have predicted that from Iowa State to start <laughs> off the season. But he's been pretty good coming off a game where he threw a bunch of interceptions that really cost him. But the kid can play. He's athletic. He can throw the ball down the field, makes good, smart decisions. Yeah, and here's a good look at it. Big, strong kid. Uh, Some think that he's the best NFL draft prospect in the Big 12 right now at the quarterback position. That's uh, that's from someone who's probably already looking at mock drafts. That's me right now. Well, you know, I I can't go that far with him just yet, but he's got a big arm. He's very capable. He's, he's got a little scrappiness to him and competitiveness, which I like. Um, and he's really accurate with the football. You know, one of the things about Iowa State this year is everyone's like, yeah, you know, defensively they're going to be good again, but they lost so much skill position talent that they're just not going to be able to score. And Brock Purdy's changed that. He's turned a bunch of these guys skill position-wise into good players. They spread the ball around to uh, several different receivers. They found a running game because of the pass. It's helped find a running game where they can rely on it in some short yardage situations and chew up some chunks. So I think you got to really like what what Purdy's done for them and and what the future looks like with him at quarterback. Yeah, here's the other thing uh, about him, too. He can move. In fact, that was the big debate early on. It seemed like they were trying to make him a pocket passer in Ames. But the more they've got him outside the pocket and the more that he's moved around, uh, he seems more comfortable. Now, this team had two players at skill positions get drafted last season. Hakeem Butler is now with Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. And David Montgomery is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. But uh, it seems like they have finally found their guy in Brees Hall who has started to come alive after not really being a factor in the first few games. Uh, he's, he's a good player. He really is. And, you know, like we talked about with Kansas State, they're going to try and take advantage of some of the things that they've seen on film 
with Oklahoma. That's the thing. You get later in the season, you start to get uh, some of your, your problems are out there and everyone knows exactly what they are and try and take advantage of them in, in some different ways. So we're going to see a lot of stretch. We're going to see outside stuff, uh, you know, trying to minimize what we do with our defensive line. That's just the nature of it. They're, they're going to try and hit us on some of those things. And he's capable. Good vision, good balance. He doesn't have the balance of a David Montgomery, who I thought was just outstanding, but he's a good player that as the season goes, they've kind of found his strengths as well and started to get him the ball in some different ways to take advantage of the things that he does well. I'll never forget uh, Teddy, for those that don't know, used to be on the sidelines with me. I still think you you missed that. I'm just going to lay it. I think you it's, missed it's being fair. down on the sidelines with me. But we, when, when Oklahoma had the tough loss to Iowa State, I'll never forget Baker Mayfield doing our post-game interview with him. And when he was done, the current Cleveland Browns starting quarterback shook his head. He goes, man, 32. Might be the right. best running back I've seen. Montgomery was a freak. Yeah, and that there. day I think he ran for like 90 yards <laughs> on like 30 carries. But some of those three- and four-yard gains were just unbelievable. You so, know, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting in following Iowa State in, in their rebirth that Matt Campbell has helped engineer in that it's really been defensive related where John Heacock has come in and one of the elder statesmen from an age perspective, but he's doing some different things defensively. They kind of run that three, three, five stack. So you, you know, you got an opportunity to run against him, but they do a really good job of clogging up your lanes, tearing up your sweeps. They're a very aggressive defense. They are. I, I'll tell you what they do is when they rush three and drop eight guys, they're great at it. We see a bunch of teams these days try and do a bunch of different things. How many times have we heard that everyone wants to be multiple? Well, Iowa State's not multiple. They're going to blitz you at times, but they're going to drop eight, and they're really good at it. And the reason that is an effective defense is you minimize the, the missed tackles. How many times in this conference do we see guys just snaking, weaving in and out of defenses? Well, with eight guys dropping in zone, Everyone's got their eyes on the football. Everyone sees whenever it's thrown. You've got guys kind of all over the field to help squeeze and rally to ball carriers. They do a really good job at it. They make the plays that they're supposed to. They're not going to kill you with a bunch of big negative yardage plays, but they're going to wait, kind of bend, don't break, try and force you into a third and long, drop eight guys, and, and just make you have to uh, throw the football into a tight window with all those guys drop back. So, really effective at what they do for sure you know and, and at this time of the season everyone's a little dinged up of course we haven't talked a lot about some of the sooner injuries uh delarian turner yell we'll see if grant calcaterra can get back and obviously there's some energy behind the potential return of caleb kelly but lay all that out to bring up the fact that iowa state has really been dinged up especially in their defensive secondary and in the interior of their line greg eisworth they're starting defensive back one of their Safeties. That's him yeah. jumping he's, in. He's and make best that play player on that football team. Really good. Uh, it's questionable yeah. for a Saturday's game. He's got a bit of a of a shoulder injury, so it's kind of been tough to figure out whether he's going to be a, well, a playmaker. I'll, I'll tell you him. right now, if if he plays, that's a big deal. If he doesn't play, that's a big deal. Oklahoma's going to be able to take advantage uh, big time in that secondary. If he's out, he's also outstanding as a blitzer, outstanding as a tackler in the run game. They kind of ask him to do everything. He's really the glue that holds that entire defense together. And, and if he's out, that's going to hurt them big time. And even if he plays and he's not 100%, that's going to be the big story of this football game. And they've lost one of their best defensive players, Jaquan Bailey, their big defensive lineman. He is out for the season, had an ankle injury. Now they think he's going to redshirt and potentially come back next year, but this is a guy that might have some pro prospects. So we'll see how it plays it's out. It's tough. But, and, and, and 
these these injuries to teams like Iowa State, you know, they don't have the depth of an Oklahoma, right? We've right. got we've got you know six seven defensive linemen right now rotating through that you feel great about. Uh, we're playing several different guys at a bunch of different positions. We got wide receivers coming out of our ears. <laughs> you know, most teams don't don't have that luxury. In Iowa State, you're seeing that right now. If they have a safety go out and one of their best defensive linemen, all of a sudden they're scrambling. You know, it's, it's interesting, and, and it's wild how quickly this show flies by. We've already reached the halfway point. We got our four-team playoff projections coming up here in just a bit. But it's kind of amazing to think about that this was a team that was in the preseason top 25 for the first time ever for Iowa State, had the tough loss to Iowa, a game that without a special teams turnover, they may have had a chance to win. Really Weird good game. Iowa team, too. Yeah, and then they, they had a tough loss to Baylor in a game that they weren't even competitive. And then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, they put themselves in position to take the lead. And then that inexplicable game this past weekend, or two weekends ago uh, against Oklahoma State, despite the fact that they're not ranked and they're sitting there with a couple of dings on the record, Teddy, this is still a really good football team. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, the, the Iowa State game, or excuse me, the Iowa game could have gone either way. Uh, the Baylor game, they fight their way back into that. Baylor has to uh, kick a long field goal for the win. The, the real you know, inexplicable one and a, a game that's really outside of what you typically see from Iowa State's the Oklahoma State game. Yeah, it doesn't Turnovers make sense. from Brock Purdy, None. that's not what they've done. Uh, they couldn't get stops defensively. And, uh, you know, injuries were definitely a factor in that football game. There's no doubt about it. Eisworth was banged up in that game. So, I don't know, it's just an just a interesting game from Iowa State's perspective. But I can promise you they're going to be focused. They're going to be ready to play their best stuff so far this year. All right, we're doing a timeout. When we come back, we'll look around the Big 12 from last week, and it'll be short. Only a couple of games to get to, but you're watching The Huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. Riverwind. Still the one. All right, welcome back to the huddle. Along with Teddy Lehman, I'm Chris Plank. We're live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Brought to you by Bud Light, and they sold out gotta Kansas Memorial Stadium. How about that? Les Miles selling it out. And I got to tell you, Plank, it brings a tear to my eye watching Kansas State run some I-formation stuff. I don't know. I'm old school. I'm an old school guy, and <laughs> I absolutely love it. I joked around that if, if I coached a football team, I told Toby this during the broadcast, if I coached a football team, it would look like Kansas State with the eye formation and everything. And he said, you've just um, ruined your chances of ever <laughs> coaching anywhere. <laughs> but uh, it's they've turned into a team that's that's playing some good football right now. And who knows? I, you look at their schedule, they got a good chance of maybe winning out. Yeah, they really do. Week. They really do. So uh, Kansas State looked good and rolling over Kansas. And this was a weird game on sure Thursday was. night. You know, you kind of thought, at least my perspective was, here's Baylor with an opportunity on a national stage to go out and make a statement. And my goodness, West Virginia almost got him. Oh. Austin Kendall with a big pass play. that eight sacks in the game. West Virginia looked really good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Baylor, all they gave up was a kickoff return for a touchdown and then that big play that Austin Kendall just hit him on. Defensively, Baylor looked great, but West Virginia did too. And uh, Baylor just skates by, uh, you know, and 
they've really just skated by most of their games. Overtime with Texas Tech, which you could argue they could have lost on a technicality there. Um, the Iowa State game, they had to kick a field goal to win the thing. And even the Oklahoma State game where, you know, they, they come back and win pretty handily, they were down in the second half of that game. It's pretty big special teams play here. As bad as Baylor's special teams were for most of the night, Matt Rule's squad came up big with an opportunity to tie it. By no means a chip shot. Watch this big paw get up and I guess you could say save the game for Baylor. Got a piece of it and the Bears hold on. They're undefeated at 8-0. Though it did provide one of the great moments of sideline reporting of 2019 whenever the West Virginia defensive lineman went over to the ESPN sideline reporter and said, make sure you tell everyone that their offensive line is soft. <laughs> that's that's what he said, hey, and she reported what? it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go ahead and tell them, big fella. Uh, but West Virginia did lose. By the way, they had another injury, so Neil Brown's team dinged up. The game we didn't talk about too much was Oklahoma State and TCU. Quite a, quite a bounce back for Oklahoma State, considering how, you know, up and down it's been for them this season. Kind of shocking, honestly. Yeah. After Tylen Wallace injuries announced during the week, you think that Gary Patterson, a guy that can, you know, if a team's running the football well, they lose their weapon over the top. And, and Tylen Wallace, you figure Patterson would be able to dial up a really good game plan to, to be heavy and stop the run. Spencer Sanders has a nice day. They go out and get the win. I wasn't able to watch it. DirecTV's ESPN feed was all messed up all day long. So it was I missed all of that. It but was horrible. Give it up to Oklahoma State. I'll tell you, it, it, it's kind of hard to tell what team you're going to get week by week. But if good Spencer Sanders shows up, look out. They're going to be a tough team to uh, to knock out for the week. 223 yards in that game for Chuba Hubbard. Here's a look at the Big 12 standings right now. Obviously, Baylor controls its own destiny. They've got a game coming up this weekend against TCU. Then we're headed to Waco next Saturday for a showdown against the Bears in prime time. And then they've got to go to Texas before wrapping up against Kansas. Let me ask you something, Plain. Go ahead. Baylor, number one, undefeated. Oklahoma's right there, obviously, in two. Kansas State, okay, in the conference, they're three and two. They've got a good inside track. Who's it better for Oklahoma to play? Ooh. Baylor or to avenge your loss against Kansas State if they were to win out? I'm a, I'm a big believer in avenging your loss. I am, too. You'd really have to have Baylor fall apart now. Uh, they'd have to lose twice to Oklahoma and to someone else. And remember, they got they, Texas and TCU this weekend. They hold the tie break with their win over Kansas State. So you'd have to have three losses for Baylor. But I kind of teased this or maybe spoiled it, but here's the schedule for this weekend. Obviously, we just mentioned it. Kansas State is, or excuse me, Baylor is traveling to Fort Worth to take on TCU. That's an afternoon game. So we may have a final in that game by the time we kick off. I, and Should. If, if I know anything about Baylor and the way they've been winning recently, you're going to have a tight football game. I, you know, I just I don't see Baylor going in and blowing anyone out right now. I, you know, everything that they've done, they rely on their defense, try and be smart with the ball offensively, and it it's lend itself to some really tight football games. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's under the radar, but I think Kansas State Texas is going to be really good too. You know, suddenly last two weeks ago was so odd. Last week uh, you had or two weeks ago, excuse me, Sam Ellinger threw four picks. You had Brock Purdy throw three picks. It was just a really odd week as far as yeah. quarterback turnovers in this I'll league. tell you, if Texas can't stop the run against Kansas State, who's really hitting a, a, a stride right now with some confident play and, and pushing people off the football, it's going to be a long day down in Austin. All right, Ted. They used to call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, Georgia, and Florida. And uh, this one uh, was a bit of a snoozer for a while, but – 
Georgia able to pull away. Kyle Trask, wild story about Kyle Trask, making his first couple of starts since, what, 2012? Just crazy to think about the opportunities he yeah, he's had this year with the injury to Fleet Franks. But Florida unable to get it done, though. Pretty good game. Yeah, I know. Tough for Florida, man. They've had a, a tough little run of things. Had to play some really good football teams here down the stretch. Uh, Georgia, I feel like, you know, they dropped their game to South Carolina, but I feel like they're starting to round into form. Really good roster, great players, uh, quarterbacks starting to play like like you would expect. That's a nice win for Georgia, knocking off a, a really good Florida football team. Will they factor in to the four-team playoff rankings tonight? Here's a wild thought. Georgia controls its own destiny. You know, they, they beat Florida. If they win out, play in the SEC championship game and beat the SEC West winner, they're going to the playoffs. How about what Oregon did? This was a tight game for a while. Look at USC jumping really out nice. early. Oh, that was a big-time play by Keaton Slovis. But Justin Herbert, he's pretty good. Some think he no, might he be is. the top pick in the draft, and Oregon pulled away in this one. No, I, I agree. Good, good football player, good football team. I think Oregon is – got to shed what you thought of Oregon before as purely an offensive team. They're different now. They've got a good defense. They've got some players out there. Um, you know, remember now, Oregon's just got one loss. you got to go all the way back to opening weekend. Uh, they lost that game on a neutral side across the country against Auburn, a game that they controlled for the most part and lost it late. So they've got a really good resume and probably going to factor in. I mean, I – I think it's dangerous territory if both Oregon and Utah are able to win out. So, big win for USC, or excuse me, for Oregon as they flattened USC 56-24. to Pretty good win for Utah as well, too, as we welcome you back to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Lincoln Riley coming up here in just a bit for a Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley. But for the next 15 minutes, Ted and I are going to look at the games coming up this weekend. We're going to go there over-under, but it's time for us to unveil our four teams playoff rankings and how we think it's going to play out tonight spoiler alert we're thinking a lot alike yeah in this i feel teddy but you go first what's your four-team playoff look like when it comes out tonight uh first is lsu and you know you could make any claim here with, with pretty much anyone uh i think ohio state is you know very reasonable to have in that number one spot i think alabama is reasonable i think lsu has won the most difficult games and gone through the toughest schedule to this point and really have looked fantastic in their games. Um, I'm going to put Alabama number two and, you know, call me crazy, but I, I, I do factor in what they've done before in track record. And I think this team is about to get healthy and they're going to be really good down the stretch. Alabama number two and Ohio State is three. Uh, Ohio State has looked fantastic I don't think they quite have the, um, the the resume that an LSU does, but I got to tell you, a fantastic group of football players offensively, um, quarterback, running back, uh, skill position guys, and defensively maybe the best player uh, in the young kid in the entire country uh, on the defensive side. And then as a shock, Chris Plank, Penn State at the number four spot. I think wow. they've got a, a great resume, have some really good wins. They've flown under the radar. Absolutely. You know, uh, everyone's been talking about the LSUs, the Bamas, uh, the Ohio States, but Penn State undefeated, flying under the radar, has some really good wins. they got another tough one this week. They've, they're going up to play an undefeated Minnesota team, but 
Give me Penn State at number four. If we're going to talk about resumes matter, who you've beat matters, then I think you've got to put Penn State there. First out, Clemson. Okay, Clemson is undefeated right now. They're 9-0. and um, I guess if you account for the 15-game and 15-0 last year, won 24 straight football games. I think that's really impressive. But unfortunately, I'm separating it a little bit. I know I'm, I'm giving Bama quite a bit of credit up there, but – you know, Clemson really hasn't played anyone. So no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock them. They're going to obviously have an opportunity to fight back in it. And then Georgia is my next team with one loss there. Um, they've got a big win against Florida so and, and starting to play some really good football. That would be my, uh, my top six. I like it. I'm, I'm very similar as you are. So let me roll through mine rather quickly. I do have LSU number one as well, too. I think they have the best resume in the country. My number two team, though, is Ohio State. I like what the Buckeyes have done this year with Justin Fields. At number three, I've got Penn State. I nice. think I think Penn State's resume is going to be one that people like. I've got Alabama at four, which then leaves us with the same five and six. Clemson at five for me and Georgia at six. Though, uh, all those teams pretty much control their own destiny. Here's right what now. I say you do, right? If we want to make this thing interesting and actually just it'd be a bunch of fake hype, but <laughs> uh, LSU 1, <laughs> Alabama 2, Penn State 3, Minnesota 4, right? Because yeah. they're all playing this week. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and make Let's them build the top up the four. ratings. All That's right. right. Here's what our pick standings look like. I know Toby was very nervous about me sitting in for him because he was really good last week. If I'm not mistaken, he went three and two. In fact, what? Everyone went three and two. Oh, no. Look at Tilly. Tilly. Till. Four and one. So Impressive. let's get after it. Let's get after it. We don't have a lot of time. Here's the games that we'll be picking today. Uh, we got what? Penn State and Minnesota is our first. I completely forgot who I picked. I think I went with Penn State. I'm going Minnesota Whoa. on this one. Um, Penn State's the better football team. Uh, they've got better football players. But I need to make up some ground in this thing, and I think it would just be really cool to see P.J. Fleck and this Minnesota team get a win over a, a top-five football team there at home uh, and move to 9-0. and What a story. That would be cool. Give me Minnesota. Why not? So I went with uh, Penn State. Teddy's going with Minnesota. Till is going with Penn State. All right. TCU and Texas in Fort Worth. Baylor. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Texas? I'm sorry. Baylor at TCU this week, and I'm right. getting ahead of myself. In Fort Worth or behind myself. What do you think? I'm going with Baylor. Um, I think they get the win. TCU is kind of all over the place. I don't know really how to predict what TCU is going to do. I thought they would be better defensively at times. They've they've been good, but then they've, you know, like last week, I thought they'd have a great game plan against Oklahoma State. So I'm going with Baylor. Baylor's the more consistent football team. I like what Brewer's doing offensively and defensively. Nails. Baylor's really good. I'm taking TCU this week, and I am really setting to, uh, Toby up for I the fall, it. aren't Thank I? Thank you, Plank. Uh, and then Till is going with Baylor as well, too. All right, Kansas State. Speaking of Texas, I was trying to get a little carried away. The Wildcats are on the road in Austin. Teddy, are you going with the horns on this one? No, give me Kansas State. I like what I'm seeing from them right now. They're going with that heavy run game, eye formation stuff, trying to run right over the top of people. And Skylar Thompson has hit a different gear Ellinger threw a bunch of uh, uh, interceptions. There's a little chink in the armor there. He's starting to turn it over again like we saw when he was a freshman. Give me Kansas State. I am with you on this one. I'm going with Kansas State, or maybe more specifically, Toby is going with Kansas State. It's a straight sweep. Tilly going with Kansas State as well, too. All right. Can you believe we're talking about a Wake Forest game? Is that kind of where we are right now? Wake yes. Forest is a rake team. They take on uh, former Sooner Justin Fuente and his Virginia Tech Hokies, what are you thinking Lane Stadium this weekend? 
I know nothing about this game. I know nothing about Wake Forest. Uh, I won't even pretend like I do, but I'm taking them to win the football game. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. They're going to go in, get it done at Virginia Tech on the road. I need something to happen <laughs> in this game, and I figured Toby or you would take Virginia Tech. I need to switch things up. Well, I went with uh, Wake Forest. The only thing I know about Wake Forest is their head coach is Dave Clawson, and they call it the claw fence. So if you got a claw fence, I think I'm all in if on you it. you got a nickname for your offense, it means you're good. Everyone's going with Wake. Well, this is boring. And then finally, the big game this weekend outside of what's going to happen at the Palace is LSU on the road in Alabama. Tua, does he play? They're saying he will today. What do you think Saturday night or afternoon? Excuse I me. think Alabama wins the football game. I think it's going to be tight. I think LSU is for real. It's going to be a close football game. I, I want Tua to play. I can already tell, though. If LSU wins this football game, okay, and they end up winning the SEC West, I can already hear Herb Street and company <laughs> saying, oh, but, you know, Alabama, Tua wasn't 100% in that football game. You've got to put them into the college football playoff. So, uh, but I do think Alabama wins the game. I'm going with LSU. I think the Tigers right. are going to get it done. I don't know how good Alabama's defense truly is until he's with me on LSU. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and wrap up the huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue presented by Bud Light. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television Partners. OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Final segment on the huddle. Time to look at the over-under results. Look at Toby. 19 and 13. Oh, I'm Dang. really going to mess this up. He went 3 and 1 last week or 2 I've weeks been ago. Pathetic. 3 and 1 for How two as well too. All right, we only got a couple of minutes, so let's roll through the over/unders for today's game. Let's see. Are we starting with the running backs here, Till? I believe so. The over/under on combined touches for Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon. The over/under is at 20 and a half. What are you taking? I'm going under, okay? okay. There's only one football. Right. The number of plays we're running has been going down, down, down. We've been more <laughs> efficient with the football. Uh, Jalen's going to keep it some in some, in some running plays. Plus, uh, Pledger's been playing. Ramondre Stevenson's been playing. CD's getting his fair share. Uh, I think it's going to be under on that. Although one guy may have, whether it's Sermon or Kennedy Brooks, may have a, a game where he gets you know more carries than what he averages. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the over. Tilly is going with the over as well, too. Over, under, one and a half takeaways by OU defense. I've got to go over. That it's going to happen at some point. This team has been playing their butts off defensively. Guys are flying to the football. Uh, they're going to get strips. They're going to get an interception. Uh, the pressure put on Brock Purdy this week is going to be critical. I think he's going to throw you the football. We saw him do it a week ago. Yep, I'm absolutely taking the over and Tilly going with the under. All right, over, under, 124 and a half receiving yards for one Sidarian Lamb. That's this CD is hard. You, you hate to ever go under on CD <laughs> on anything that because he could just have a 200-yard game. So I'm going over. I will say this. It's going to be difficult with Iowa State's drop eight. You know, they're going to keep three guys, three safeties over the top. It's going to be hard to get any of those big plays over the top. Plus, uh, they tackle really well. But I will go over on CD. I'm going to go under on CD. I hate to do it until he goes over as well, too. I think he's going to have 123 receiving yards. That would be so 
wrong. Uh, and uh, over-under, finally, last one quickly, 299.5 passing yards for Brock Purdy. What are you going with, Ted? Although he's the leading passer in the Big 12, I'm going to take the under with this defense. I think we're going to be okay in the passing game. Uh, just like what I said a second ago, the pressure on Brock Purdy is going to be the difference. We're going to have yep. guys in the backfield. That's going to keep him under. We've got to worry about the running game. I'm going under as well, too. So is Tilly. So we're set. I don't think I can mess it up too much for Toby Rowland. Good stuff. Good job, Blank. Don't have screw it up with Coach tonight. I know. I'm a little bit nervous. I can't have him missing the Butkus Brain Teaser. Stick around. Lincoln Riley is coming up next live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.